humans, Horkbush, your Andalites, your and Taxons, if you managed to find some earbuds. Welcome, folks, to the Wander Years for all your animals re-watching and eventual re-reading needs. I'm Sarah. What's up? Oh. That, I, I, that <laughs> threw me way off. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Um, I'm Seda. <laughs> and not much. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Wait, can, we, can I do, like, a retake of that? I got, I got a better idea. Okay. Humans are prepared like serious and taxes if you mention parts of your Welcome to the Wonder for all your animals rewatching and eventual rewriting needs. I'm Sarah Waza! Get it? Uh, like it's 2004 no. again? <laughs> you it, know, Waza. Explain to me your reference. At length, please. <laughs> it was a Budweiser. Was it a Budweiser commercial? I think it was a Budweiser commercial. Mm-hmm. It was just and a bunch of. also the horror movies that it was linked to? <laughs> it was linked to horror movies? He's wearing a scream mask. Oh, I think it was I a separate tie-in. Oh no, sorry, that's from like not another scary movie. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was a Budweiser commercial where all these guys got on a phone because this was back when like the, all the phone line, well, this was back when like you know landlines were a big thing, mm-hmm. and like five different guys in the same house got on the phone and just said "What's up?" a lot. It's great. That's friendship. Yeah, that was a Super Bowl ad, I think. Uh yeah, I think that's true. They bet the fucking farm on that one. That ad, like, categor- that ad was categorically stupid and should have not, like, made the cultural impact that it did. We were doing stuff in the 90s, you know? That was, that was, that was odds, wasn't it? Well, 90s, early 2000s, it's all the fucking same. <laughs> True. True. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, that's like, oh, man, that is some, like, that is some dated memes right there. Is that a meme? I mean, in the grander sense of the word, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but like, like, like it's like in the way when that I you say, could when also I say, say like an inside joke between friends is sort of a meme, but on a very small scale. That, there's like a, there's like a really popular post on Tumblr that's like tag reblog this and tag it with like your your like the memes of your friend groups and like every single time I've seen that post come across my dashboard, that's just the tag is always the tag I always see is just like this is called an inside joke and ours is X. <laughs> Yeah. But, but like, was that? It's not like a meme in like the way you think about it. Because like, if I say like old meme, like you'd probably think like, I don't know, like long cat, uh, all your base are belong to us. Dancing um, hamster. How I mine for fish. Sure. But it's, that's just because that's how we've sort of co-opted the term. If you look at it as sort of the, an idea that reproduces itself, a lot of things are memes and a lot of things are mimetic. Like... The SCP thing, you know? The DNA the DNA of the soul, as as, oh. as my friend Metal Gear Solid put it's it. so sleepy. <laughs> oh, Sada. <laughs> Sorry. I, like, caught myself in the middle of saying something that I didn't care about, and I was like, Say oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mistimed my caffeine intake today. I tried to sort of amp up so that like i crash after podcast recording and i sort of like like i drink coffee while we're watching and then during recording i get to that sort of uh phase where i'm like having an anxiety attack and then i crash afterwards and it's great and it's fine i mistimed it today because i had other stuff to do so i've just been crashing and i'm gonna keep crashing and you know what here we are you know the podcast is all the better for it well we'll see won't we (laughs) we sure as hell will what you been up to this past week, Seda? How you how you been doing? Um, um I've been fine. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. 
Nothing particularly interesting. Well, I released a new podcast, I guess. Yes, you did. And I'm really... Can we talk about that real quick? Because I fucking love it. Uh, sure, yeah. I forgot so, that that was in the last week, actually. Yeah. yeah, that was, like, Saturday, Sunday. Because you, like, you, like, you, like, shot me a message. Like, hey, do you want to hear a podcast I'm making? Like, I just have a pilot. And then I'm like, yes, please. I have not wanted anything this badly in a while. <laughs> And tell us a little bit about it. It's it's a fucking. I'm I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. I'm. I like the title you came with. I do think Nettling the score was a very good title because I thought about that one for like twenty minutes. I mean, I'm. It, I'm not sure it means anything. Is the only problem. You know what? You do have a point there. You do have a point there. Yeah. Which you know, whatever. We're all just out here trying our best, but. Uh, yeah, basically it's a podcast where I talk to people about their really, really small problems and I try to solve them with music, um, which I don't want to get too deep about it, but I think it came out of me being like, oh God, I have so many big problems in my life that I don't know how to solve. Uh, I'll solve a little problem and I'll make a song about it. So I made as like sort of a proof of concept, I recorded a pilot where I wrote three songs of like three sort of different genres uh, to solve they, they, my little problems. To, and to just like, just like, just to like put put in your mind the size of these problems. We're talking like, um, what was it? Too many hair, uneven <laughs> eyeliner, too many hairbrushes, and uh, your the fact that you can't get into your old Neopets account because yeah. you you used a fake email, fake birthday. Yeah. Sorry, fake birthday. <laughs> That's right. Neopets uses birthday as a verification. Yeah, it's nonsense. Um, yeah, so I'm really <laughs> excited for it because it's like really goofy and silly and really lighthearted. Which is nice, and a nice excuse to, like, write silly stuff, uh, which is great because all of my writing is, like, death, 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 and it's, like, so boring eventually. They, they write, <laughs> you know what they say, write what you know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Um, but that's, that's, you know, I'm over it for now, and so I'm excited. And what's it, what's it called? It's called Music for Mole Hills. There's a Twitter musical mole. Um, apparently there's already a band called Molehill, so they took Molehill music on Twitter, and like I'm just gonna respect their space, you know, it's fine. Uh, I, we, we can start it. We could like dox them. I mean, they're a band, so they do have their location very much listed, <laughs> because they are a performing band that wants you to book them. <laughs> we could book them. I mean, sure. Why not? Maybe I can get them on the pod. Ooh, now that's an idea I can get into. <laughs> Uh, speaking of dumb shit we were doing in the 90s, we watched an episode of Animorphs. <laughs> Hell yeah, we did. Um, this was an episode. This should have been like, th- I-, I feel like, I feel like if you're going to do like an amnesia episode, like the amnesia needs to happen. F- like th- you can't do an amnesia. Like I just, this should not have been the, the amnesia episode should have been the two-parter. It should have been a two-parter. Rich should have had amnesia over two episodes. Yeah, I think, I mean, the thing is. I don't entirely disagree, but also it if they had tried to add more content to make it into two episodes, it I think it would have been bad. I think I prefer I mean, okay. it being like kind of rushed and bad rather than dragged out and bad. Yeah, I suppose so cuz like the, if they did like the two episodes, like they can't really do like the what the uh what happened in the book when Rachel got amnesia, like her turning into an elephant and blowing up a house or Marco as Big Jim driving a, a car down the highway yeah, like this, while being chased like, by Visitor 3. It loosely takes its plot from the first Megamorphs book, The Andalite's Gift. Very um, loosely, yeah. In that Rachel is 
heading out to a gymnastics camp for the weekend and then uh, while flying gets hurt and loses her memory. The construction of it is very different and it's weird. I understand. I say this so often that I understand why they did it. But in the book, a lot of the anxiety that we're getting from Rachel's, I guess this is how they could have done it as a two-parter is a lot of the anxiety we get about Rachel's condition is that nobody knows where she is. Nobody yeah. expects her, like nobody knows that she's missing because she's told everybody that she's going to gymnastics camp and she's told the gymnastics camp that she's staying home. And so she's lost and nobody knows that she's lost in this. They find that out immediately because she gets lost before she goes to meet Tobias to say goodbye because they have a connection, <laughs> which she talks about for like 17 minutes. I don't know. Yeah. That was most of the episode. And then she got amnesia for like two minutes and then like she got conked on the head again and she was fine. Yeah. But um, the main, the huge change. From- well, hold on. No, in the, in the books, that's you're not entirely correct when you say that. Because in the books, um, uh, when Rachel crashes and gets amnesia, she is spotted flying by Axe who wants to go over and say, hey. I thought it was the opposite that she saw Axe and wanted to say hi and then disappeared. It is. You're right. I misread the Wikipedia article. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I remembered there being a lot of, like, the gang just not knowing. But the huge change... And then she blows up a house. Yeah. The huge change in concept here is that the book has some sci-fi alien shit of a monster that tracks morphing power or morphing energy following her around which is dangerous because she doesn't understand how to control her morphing um and it culminates in these wild action sequences where the rest of the gang is all like morphing and going crazy anyway you can read the book i guess if you want to know that part it's Um, a good fucking book it's really good and they just completely do away with that um and focus on the amnesia part which honestly i kind of am fine with because while i do like andalite's gift the fact that they did amnesia episode and weird monster that follows you around because of morphing at the same time is a lot. <laughs> I think it's ambitious. I like it. I mean, it is ambitious, but it's... I, I don't, and I'm I just, not I don't, saying... Like I said, I like it, but it's... I understand. I would probably choose to separate those concepts if I were going going for it as well. If you were, say, to Capelgate? <laughs> um... Say that Sure. I mean, I if could probably still have my books. own name. Well, yeah, but you no, know, you need you need the Capelgate name to write these books. It's like the Highlander. You need ah. to cut off you need to cut off Capelgate's head, and then you become the Capelgate. Right. Yeah. And like I'm some just saying, it's like a some, lot some of lightning concepts. strikes, and you morph into her. Because I lightning morph. You you get struck by lightning like the Highlander, and then you morph. Is that what the Highlander does? Yeah, the Highlander cuts off some dude's head, and then he gets struck by lightning, and he like absorbs the other dude's power. The morphing isn't part of the Highlander, but it's part of this because it's the Animorphs. I did not know lightning was involved so much in the Highlander mythos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the quickening. When the quickening happens, there's lightning everywhere. Oh, huh. All right. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yet another day of me making references. No one fucking gets. I mean, to be fair, Highlander is a very culturally relevant thing that I just happen to not have consumed. <laughs> That's fair, but it still doesn't make me feel any better when I, like, I just, like, I cannot land a hit. <laughs> um, speaking of landing and hits, Rachel fall down hard, hit head, forget. Um, Man, you are crashing. 
I'm that was like that was like the that was like the most important. You just like you just utilitarianized that sentence. Well, we already said it. <laughs> I know it's just so I'm funny it up. to me. <laughs> yeah, she crashed. I'm being efficient with my language. She managed to stay in partial morph while unconscious, which I think happens in the books. Which I I I it's just weird, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think there's been a couple instances of that happening, which makes very little sense to me. Like, Cassie in the skunk plotline falls asleep as Mama Skunk and gets chewed out because they're like, what if you'd been asleep and hit your time limit? To me, with the amount of control you need over your morphs, it makes very little sense to me that you stay morphed while you're unconscious. But I, I, I can see staying morphed while you're unconscious. That makes a little bit more sense to me because it's like you're in a, a cons- that's a consistent state. The focus you have, the focus sure. you have to do is on the changing, not necessarily on the, cons- on the, conta- like, because there's yeah, never a point where like, sense. where they're never having like focus to maintain it. It's not like, you know, a mystique thing or something where yeah. they have to like focus yeah, no, on retaining the shape. But like, I passing think, out well, mid morph that's weird it's like it's like in the book i don't remember like, if, you, if she monologues about this but but she definitely like is trying to tell herself like yo you have to uh you have to become human again before you pass out because she understands that she's about to get hurt but yeah. i don't remember her doing that same thing yeah I don't know. it's it's kind of like, like it, concept like to me conceptually like the only way i can visualize it is this is it's like if you started a slinky down a, down a flight of stairs and then it just like stopped like like partially on one on the start on one step end on the other like it just wouldn't happen it would continue in motion until it stopped you know i don't fucking know no i'm trying to understand because it okay so you know like a slinky going downstairs right that that part makes sense yeah like it'll just like keep folding over on itself i'm saying like what if it just like like on the sixth step on the way down it just like decided to stop that happens have you never put a slinky down? No, 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 I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying like collapsing on itself and just like stopping. Like as like I'm saying like it stops like the it start it like do, starts to go like it unfurls down to the sixth step. Yeah. And then doesn't furl up for the other part. That can happen. I've never seen that happen. But to be <laughs> fair, I've never had an actual slinky. I just had sh- I just had shitty plastic slinkies that never worked the way I wanted them to. So I just kind of attributed the, the fact that it didn't do it right to that. Oh, I mean, I think that probably shitty plastic slinkies are more likely to do that because if it's like proper metal it doesn't lose momentum in as weird ways yes. <laughs> as weird of ways yeah but i'm talking i'm talking like true blue metal slinky like the kind with the ace ventura brought down the steps of that temple in uh when nature calls wow yeah topical <laughs> always Incredibly anyways that's relevant. what that's what it's like to me like the idea of stopping <laughs> sure yeah yeah that makes sense um in that it's it's possible and it happens. <laughs> uh, I just I just feel like the body would automatically revert to like whatever whatever's closest. Like it would do like it would like round. It would be like if you landed on like a point five, but it was like like it was like you average out to like point five people, so you just had to round up <laughs> or round down depending. Yeah. On- that would have been helpful for her, but instead she has to wake up and go, "Ew, what the fuck is wrong with my arm?" Because it's a wing. <laughs> Yeah, um, and this is all their budget for the episode. Yeah, I do think it's funny that she wakes up with apparently enough sense of self to understand that her having a wing is weird. Um, like, I mean, to, wait, not the hold rest on, of hold it. on. Can you, can what do you mean not the rest of it, first of all? Like the rest of her life and memories and stuff. She doesn't know anything else, but she does know that having a wing is weird. Why? 
you know? I mean, like, say that when people get amnesia, they lose, they don't lose, like, they're, most of the time, sure, at least, they do not lose the... people don't turn into birds, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> say that, listen, I'm... No. What I'm saying here... I What I'm saying... Say that. <laughs> what? I know what you're going to say, and I've, I've already said my piece. Why? It'd just be fun if she woke up and she was like, look, I have one wing. Okay, yes, I can I can go with you on that. Just your insistence that amnesia means that you forget what humanity is. I know what fucking amnesia is, but this is a television show, and they use amnesia in stupid ways all the time. <laughs> <laughs> say that I'm not going to disagree and say it would have been better if she was like, oh, fuck yeah, I got a wing. Uh-huh. But, like... <laughs> If you got an, if you like got in an accident where you lost your leg and also lost your memory, would you like wake up with a freshly bleeding wound and be like, uh, maybe that's if normal. I were in a '90s television show, I would. <laughs> you got. Me. So Cassie and uh, Cassie and Jake are playing baseball in the park. Well, Marco's there too, but he's just like sitting by a tree. Yeah. And he calls them Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, it's cute because yeah. they're, they're just they're just slapsticking all over the place. Not super good at baseball in together. Yep, but it's you know what? It's okay because they got they got they don't need to be good at baseball. They got the power of friendship on their sides. Friendship's gonna knock that dinger right over the. Right over the big green monster man. And it's cute and good, and Cassie does nearly hit Marco in the face with a baseball. <laughs> um, which is very funny, because Marco, yeah. I think, is supposed to be, like, sort of in the outfield doing, like, catching and stuff, but instead he's just sitting down next to a tree, and so he's like, ow, you nearly hit me. And she's like, dude, isn't that what you're there for? <laughs> is that uh. your fucking job in this game, bud? And he's like, ugh. <laughs> I've been watching some um for, I've been watching like baseball videos on YouTube specifically like defensive highlights of one baseball player uh one Andrelton Simmons and like seeing some people who are like really good at baseball really good at defensive play is like fucking ridiculous to watch like I just I'm just bringing this up cuz cuz we cuz baseball was mentioned <laughs> but like holy shit these guys are good at this at this sport like, yeah. watching good batters is an impressive feat of strength, but, like, seeing Andrelton Simmons, like, fucking, like, lose his footing, do a split, and still huck the ball from, like, short, from, like, between second and third base to first with, like, ridiculous accuracy, it's absolutely fucking nutty. Yeah, that's cool. I frequently don't know enough about anything to understand those kind of videos, but when you see something that's, like, objectively, physically impressive, that's always exciting. Yeah. It's it's just it's just ridiculous what some of these people are good at. Yeah. My friend my friend Sean put it put it decently. He, he and they were like, uh, um, oh, what they said they were like, base uh, like major league baseball players are either like decent players or like fucking superhumans. Yeah, and some of them would be good at volleyball, baseball, but not all of them. <laughs> it's a different game. It's got some similar skill sets, but. Not all of them. <laughs> we can't talk about volleyball, baseball anymore, Seda. Our lawyers set our lawyers our lawyers forbid us from talking anymore about it before they can get the copyright approved. I already said everything I need to say about volleyball, baseball. 
<laughs> Frankly, I'm surprised our lawyers let us put last week's episode out. That was begging to be stolen. Yeah, just try. <laughs> try me. You don't I'm have... the only legal volleyball baseball cheerleader. What are you going to do without me, huh? I'm the only one, legally. I had that sorted I... out way before. I mean, they're probably going to offer to pay you like $50 a game and you'll be like, yeah, I'll take that. No, I won't. 50 bucks? Fuck you. I don't do physical things for $50. I won't leave my house for $50. (laughs) Yeah, so you're... Wait, okay. If I offered you $50 right now to just, like, go for, like, a 10-minute walk, would you take that? I'm, like, so tired. (laughs) I'm not making... Please, I need to be clear. I'm not trying to make fun of you in the slightest here. I'm just genuinely curious. No, I know, but, like, I'm so sleepy. outside <laughs> frankly I, I i mean i've got a broken leg so my situation is a little bit different but i don't think i you could not you'd have to be like at least triple digits to get me to go outside for a walk for 10 minutes with this with the way i'm feeling right now mm. just so sleepy yeah tobias comes up and he does not have the sense of emergencies that he should knowing that rachel has disappeared <laughs> yeah he, he lets jake like, do another hey, pitch And, like, lets them fuck around for a good, like, 40 seconds before he's like, listen, Rachel's missing. And they're like, what? What? (laughs) What? No, she's not. She's a a, a volleyball baseball practice. Yeah. But we were supposed to meet up before volleyball baseball practice to talk uh, strategy for switching team alliances, which is possible. Um... (laughs) You do have to be sprinting the entire time you talk, but it's fine. Um, and she didn't show up. And we always talk that, strategy that, before that, volleyball that, baseball camp. That rule actually applies to uh, people who are both currently on the field of play and people who are, like, on the bench. Like, even coaches and stuff have to be constantly sprinting. Like, the game has to take... If they're in talks If they're talking, yes. So, like, anytime a coach has to, like, you know, just, like, talk to one of his players or something, they have to, like... There's, like... This, like, all takes place within, like, a giant, like, track and field circle. So they can just, like, sprint and just talk to their player at the same time. Yeah. But when they're not talking, they can can rest. Yeah. <laughs> they've got they've got they've got velocity sensitive earplugs. Yeah, exactly. It's a beautiful sport full of technological advancements, and I love it so much. Uh, the gang's best sport off. in the world. We'll no first. We cut back to Rachel, who's like wandering the woods, sadly, and and she finds she, a yeah. She wanders lady. into like a cabin, and almost immediately like eats something off of the table, <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> Hun. <laughs> no, you have amnesia, but like if you if you knew enough to to, to demorph your bird wing, yeah. you should know enough to not eat mystery mist like forest jerky. Yeah. And at least like even if you don't think that's a bad idea in general, you should at least be going by like fey rules, right? In the forest, like if you eat something you're stuck there and like <clears throat> That kind of happens to her. So say up. I was about to say that I was okay. Hold on. I was about to ask. Did you know Faye rules at age fourteen? But fucking, of course you did. The question is, did I? Did I? I'm not an average teenager. I was a little bit more of a like fantasy nerd than most. Mm-hmm. Did I know Faye rules at age fourteen? Because I don't think I did. I think I. I think I don't think I was until like seventeen that I learned those. Mm. Fair. Yeah, I think that Rachel wouldn't naturally know. 
But I do think that her being close with Tobias may, might have made her heard. Some. Though, <laughs> though, if you if you if you'd asked me if I knew what the if I knew what the the uh, the Hades rules were at age fourteen, I would have been able to tell you because Persephone ate four pomegranate seeds and was stuck there for four months of the year, and that's why winter happens. I actually learned that fact weirdly young because I remember same, having same. a fort under my porch so i must have been like seven maybe because three of my friends like two of my friends and i would all squeeze in under my porch so we must have been very small and i remember us eating pomegranates with our hands and being like we're going to hell (laughs) 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 so we were like we were like edgy though so we were yeah we were cool with it you were prematurely goth (laughs) That yes, I mean that's that's certainly. True. I mean to be fair, the thing is the thing is you can you should like ideally you could be goth from birth. Yeah. A G A B. Yeah. The, yeah, that makes sense to me. The third assigned birth gender. Mm-hmm. That's the one. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh. Um. So yeah, she eats like some forest jerky, and it, then uh, like some weird old woman with white hair shows up and starts screaming about yerks and controllers, and blocks Rachel in a in like a prison, in like a dungeon cell, basically. Yeah, I'm not totally solid on like the layout of it, but she traps her in a room somehow that has sort of slatted walls. Mm-hmm. Kind of. I, it's not totally clear. <laughs> um, and Rachel does also at one point pick up a jar and you obviously see a, like a slug type thing inside. It's a, it, it's a brine yerk. It. Yeah. She looks it's, at uh, you know, tra- a flashback. Trans girls buy them by the jar. Slugs? Brine. It's a pickles joke. It's a dill pickles joke. Yeah, no, I'm into that. But you did say slugs. <laughs> What? No, I the the part the joke I was making was brined, and then I said trans girls, but okay, cool. <laughs> I know I said slugs. <laughs> that was very intentional. Looking back, it's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm uh, not very smart. <laughs> um, so she's trapped. Uh, the lady's sort of yelling at her that she's a yerk. And Rachel's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and she's sad uh, and confused and rips a map off the wall. I was watching this in very, 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 very low quality. So if there was any sort of visual cue of any plot or anything in this episode, I probably missed it. Yep. Unfortunately. <laughs> But I believe at this point she takes sort of a map off the wall. Uh, this woman has been yelling to her about the sharing, etc. And Rachel's like, I guess I'm part of the sharing. And she just starts wandering the forest while her friends try to find her by Jake turning into Homer, who is not a tracking dog, I think. Golden, he's a retriever. He's going to retrieve Rachel. Yeah, that's fair. I guess um, all, most dogs could sort of track. Most dogs so, can sniff. It's just the training. Sorry if you already said this and I just zoned out for it because I'm in. The, that's kind of the brain space that I guess we're both in today. How does Rachel get out of the cabin? Oh, she kicks her way out. 
Okay, um, yeah. not like not like in the book where she burns the cabin down. No, they skipped. Or the that, old lady burns that the cabin detail, down. Unfortunately, yeah, they, they they didn't have the budget to burn the cabin down and have Rachel turn into a bear to escape it. Yeah, no, she just like looks over and sees that some of the plywood that makes up the wall is really weak and just fucking kicks it down in her human with her human body. <laughs> yep. And it's like, all right, <laughs> why not? And um. Yeah, she starts wandering the woods, um, runs into somebody and says that she's looking for the sharing. And he's like, are you a member or are you looking to join? And she's like, I think I'm a member. (laughs) And he brings her to the sharing and her friends see her do this. And Marco being suspicious is always really delightful to me because the others are not not I wouldn't say idealistic, all of them, but often sort of. have one track minds of like must save friend must save friend and marco's the one who's like i'm gonna think outside of the box what if she's not our friend and she's actually a double agent <laughs> and it's like thanks marco <laughs> she's been she, she's been asleep herself from birth yeah it's, and then it, the words and then the words escafil device activated her yeah it's beautiful it and this be is the true. best Why this not? is the best this is the best chance that she had to to turn on them and not like when marco and jake were flies on her back as a kitty and they were she was in visor three's house or any time at night or, when they're all asleep yeah you know yeah <laughs> It's great. Um, and they sort of are cautious. Uh, there's a weird thing where she's getting like, quote unquote, checked over by a quote unquote med student in the sharing who I think is just like touching her head and then sort of scans it and is like, no slug in here, boss. Well, she knows too much. We can't let Visser 3 know. And the two guys are just fighting about whether they're going to tell Visser 3 anything. Yeah. Um, and then there's Wolf. Yeah, then Wolf shows up, and it's like... So, like, a wolf just randomly wanders into camp, randomly wanders in the door of this tent, where this Geark is randomly about to go into this girl's head, and it's a wolf also. Did I mention it's a wolf? Mm -hmm. And they don't think anything of it, really. Like, they're not equipped to handle a, a wolf. Like, you'd think the sharing would have, like, a gun. Like, one gun. Sure. I mean, they do yell, like, oh, and the light bandits. But nobody, like, does anything about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, this... just, just have one gun. Yeah. Or anything. Like, bear spray. You know? Yeah. You want spray. them anyway. You're in woods. Just get a no-no can. Get, get a little, get, put some coins in a can and just shake it. Yeah. Wolves probably don't like that. They only don't like it because they don't like money, though. Oh, because yeah. Wolves, wolves are anti-capitalist. Yeah. Well, um, wolves, are, wolves, are all, wolves are all leftists and socialists. Yeah. My except for, except the ones that are Nazis. Sure. Yeah. That was a, sorry, that was a furries joke. Yeah, no, I know. Okay, I was okay. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make sure. <laughs> And then I got sad about that. Um, yeah, sorry. This fandom is not as great as it, as it seems. <laughs> um, there's this great moment where Rachel is sitting down and they want to put a yerk in her head. 
and it's so not subtle like he doesn't like hide the yerk in his palm and like slide it onto her head or anything he just picks up a huge yerk it's so big with like there is no way you fit that in the head her head for like 10 seconds until she sees it out of her peripheral vision and is like what the fuck are you doing like i'm not saying i wanted rachel to get yerked obviously but like if they were gonna do it do it smart you know y'all are supposed to be good at this y'all are supposed to be taking over the entire human race <laughs> what the fuck i mean these are just teens sure you, i mean do you think the do you really might think, not be teens no but like do you think they put like their high-ranking smart yerks in like do you think that like every yerk on this invasion is like a fucking brain genius i feel like there's like some incompetence in these ranks yeah, that's probably true. Like, I'm not talking like I'm not talking like complete idiocy, but like not not everyone's gonna be visor three, visor one levels of like fifth dimensional chess. Some of them are just gonna be like, what if we just dangle a slug by her ear? Yeah, I guess I just expect more from my evil like villains, you know? Yeah. But I guess that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then they they save they save Rachel. They take her back to the barn. She tries to run, and then Jake tur- Jake turns into a tiger in front of her. And they rob me. They fucking they just show him turning halfway into a tiger, and they don't even show me the tiger itself. Yeah. And then they show Rachel like start to morph into a lion, and they, they like freeze frame it on like this like horrible shot of what I'm assuming is like it, it to me it looked kind of like an open mouth like turning into like that big like triangle nose that the that, that, that lion's got the, yeah the big snout the mouth does weird stuff in the lion morph I think it's supposed to be stretching outwards to be a mouth like, the mouth but they make it really big and open instead I guess so probably they can have the dramatic effect of the lion morphing in and like roaring immediately, like the like the, like the MGM logo. Yeah, but it means that, that, that the mouth that, does that, a weird thing. That lion was a nothlet. Oh, uh oh. The MGM lion? Yeah, that's a nothlet. That's sad. Uh, yeah. I always thought he was an employee because he's an employee in the movie of Cats Don't Dance. It's just a lion that, <laughs> but also in Cats Don't Dance, all of the animals are employees. So. Better universe. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. And then, then we just, like, cut to Rachel doing cartwheels in the park. It's so cute. They're doing victory cartwheels, and then Marco goes to do one and, like, cut, falls over. But it's very funny because he, the actor is so obviously completely able to do a cartwheel. So he sort of, like, does what would be a successful cartwheel if he didn't purposefully knock himself over. <laughs> it's very, like... Yeah, we get it. Marco's Question. goofy and physically incapable, but question is not. <laughs> Can you do cartwheels? Me? Yes. Jesus. No, you just heard me say that you can't pay me $50 to walk outside of my apartment, right? Could you at some point in your life do cartwheels? Because I've never been able to. No. Okay. I have never been physically coordinated at all. I've tried a lot. No. I've, I haven't I've tried in recent nothing. years. Maybe maybe once my leg gets better, I'll try I'll try to do a cartwheel. Sure, just re 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 injure that. <laughs> do it as soon as you get the cast off. <laughs> just catch me like flipping down the hallway at my doctor's office. Yeah. Like they they just like they like buzzsaw the cast like and then like I just like I hop off the operating table and do a flip. You're like you just holler like I heard that fresh bone is the most resilient and flexible and just like start parkouring. 
and then I just jump up, and then I just jump up the side of the building and I do it. Wow, great. <laughs> Yay. Beautiful story. So that's this episode of Animorphs. Great. We got a question. Mm-hmm. We get the one. Uh do we have, wait, do we have more? No, we don't have more questions. This question from um, friend of the show, the Tevinter, the Tevinter Soldier. Friend of yours, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. My question is this. Besides your own house, what kind of building would you set on fire if you were a woods lady? Um, I mean, let's get one fact straight about me that I think all of my close friends know and some of my casual acquaintances know, but maybe you the, who's currently listening don't know. I would set anything on fire anytime. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's just an interest of mine. Uh, um, I probably s- wouldn't set something on fire in the woods though, because I do care about the environment, but I was recently thinking a lot about what I would do during the purge. Um, and other than redistributing, uh, grocery stores and supplies throughout the community in an organized effort, uh, I'd have a big bonfire and parking lot, a safe one, but big. Oh yeah. I think that'd be, like, a good way to get... If you had, like, a bajillion dollars, that'd be a really good way to get through the purge, like, untouched. Like, you set your own house... You, like... You set your own house on fire in a very controlled blaze and then, like, get in your fireproof safe house. Right. Because then... I mean, and because, can... then, because then anyone who walks by is gonna be like, oh, well, that house is on fire. Looks like that damage has already been done. Okay, I, I, I won't go murder them. I don't think that the purge would be that <laughs> violent, which is where my sort of ideas come from. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying in the universe of in the universe of the Purge movies. Oh well, I'd be dead. So yes, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Alternately, what's the best morph for doing arson? Oh, interesting. I think like a I think like a primate of some variety. Hold a lighter real easy. Wear pants. Yeah, that, wear jeans. That or like a crow. Oh, I like that. I like... Okay. I very much like the idea of a crow just, like, setting a building on fire. Yeah, me too. Like, a lot. Shit. Sadie, can you draw that up for us? Sadie, can you draw that up for us for a logo? Just a crow doing arson? Um, yeah. I'm very historically good at drawing, so that'll go really well. Actually, wait. that's uh, that's That's your next album cover. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's, it is sort of the feeling of a lot of my music, so I'll, yeah. I'll accept that. Yeah. Uh, the, sequel to, uh, the sequel to A Crow Looked at Me by, um, what the fuck is that band? I can't think about it. It makes me sad. Oh, sorry. It's okay. It Not was eerie. the first thing I thought when I of crows. <laughs> yeah, I listened to that album. I got, to, I got like halfway through Death is Real and I was like, oh, I can't do this right now. Yeah, me too, but I did because I had to. Yep. Because <laughs> that's how I operate. And I have listened to it since several times. And every time it's like, hey, excuse you. You're making this choice, huh? That's just how it is on this bitch of an earth. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, so, as always, thank you to our patrons. Uh, Michael Kaiser, Sophie, Alec, Paul Bechtel, and Twitter user Sophie Altergeist. Uh, if you want to support us, get your name read on this podcast. Patreon.com slash... Fear baiting helps support this and our sister podcast, Fear Baiting, which I do with a cadre of rotating guests. Blair is finally fucking coming back in like two weeks. They're going to be on this show. They're going to be on Fear Baiting. Seda is staying on this show to read the books with us, and I'm so fucking pumped to get back to reading the books. Um, my other podcast, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, a leftism podcast. Um, did I mention my guest spot on uh on um In Pursuit of Passions last week? Yep. Yeah, okay. Again. I will. 
I talked about transformation on In Pursuit of Passions, and it was a really fun time, a really good interview. It is horny a little bit, so be, be wary of that going into it, but hey, it, it was fun to do. Um, check me out on Twitter at uh, GayestLulu or on Tumblr, GASatsnakas.tumblr.com. Um, you can check out my Twitch streams. I'm doing those more often. Twitch.tv slash GayLulu. I'm playing Cuphead, and I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get under a 35-minute time in that game, and it's very difficult, but I'm going to get there. Uh, Seda, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Nudity with an E-A instead of a Y, and you can find links to all my shit on there, usually. I make music as people you meet outside of bars. I got a new podcast called Music for Mohills. And that's, that's it. Cool. Uh, I always feel really bad about how, about going on (laughs) these plugs, especially when we've just recorded a bad episode. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's podcast. Yay. Uh, Podcast. Uh, Until next week, you, uh, we'll be back again next week. Talk about more Animorphs, the TV show. Uh, but until then, I'm Sarah. And I'm Seda. And remember... Keep your hand on that Escafil device.